In my younger years, when I was a young boy, I was aged 8 to 13. During that time, I represented two provinces in football and soccer. The first was Midlands, which was the region of Tokoroa and the surrounding districts in the North Island of New Zealand. The second was for Waikato. Waikato also was in the North Island of New Zealand. I was a striker, and I was a great striker. I was a goal scorer, especially so in my younger years. I played in that position through the ages from 8 to 12. Then before I turned 13, I got concussed one too many times. At age 13, under the doctor's advice, I was no longer able to be a striker. Because for me, hitting the ball, or me getting a minor hit to the head of any kind, would result in me being concussed one too many times, where the high probability of brain damage would occur. So my striker years were over. When I was 13, I trialled to be a goalkeeper for the Waikato representative team. And I made that team. My name is Dr. Michael. This is the 13 Elephants podcast. We have 10,000 followers across social media platforms and we are growing. I thank you all so much for your support and I appreciate you all. Please like and subscribe and help us grow. Help us grow to 100,000. Change. Change is scary. And for me, it's especially been quite scary. This episode is about change. From my very early years, where my fear of abandonment took hold, where mainly I felt that at some point I was going to be left, left alone. From my first day at school, with my mum and dad leaving me there to fend for myself, alone. It was a significant change for me, a change that was moving away from what I had known to be close to my parents and then all of a sudden to be in a completely different foreign space, abandoned. Ridiculous really, but that's how I felt at that time. And being small in stature, and jumping one year ahead, I was with older kids who were bigger than me, smarter than me. They looked different. I didn't fit in. It was hard. It was difficult. It was a change. But it meant that I was able to engage with those bigger kids, those older kids, even though I was younger, even though I was a year younger, sometimes two years younger, I was still able to engage and learn how they behaved, to learn how they played, to learn how they did various things like sports. That change was pretty good. But I didn't want to go to football tournaments because I felt so alone, so abandoned, so young. Just those two years difference between me and some of the other guys in my team 
I was just too scared, too scared to find out that if I got home, my mother and father would be gone. The feeling of abandonment was powerful for me back then. So that change of me trying to understand that being away from my parents was okay took a very, very long time for me to get to understand. A very long time. At school, there were girls that used to follow me around. There was a group of them. I never really understood it. Not until later when I actually talked to some of them when I was in my kind of twenties. But they would follow me around. And my name was written in the girls' toilets. Michael. The wonderful Michael. But my body was changing. And it was changing in a way that what the girls saw in me, I just didn't see in myself. I saw myself as a tiny human being, small, innocent inside, but what they saw on the outside was something completely different because I was evolving and growing, yet I hadn't caught up. I was still locked into the feeling that I was a, a child. Divorce, a change in security, a change of coming home, feeling safe, to coming home and not feeling safe, to being alone again. And what would people think? What would people think when they came around to the house and they saw half the furniture was gone? What would they think when people came to see me? A scared little boy in a body that was just not that of a scared little boy. In my teenage years, as I began to grow further and got a little bit taller, started to catch up, kind of. There was an effeminate way about me, I guess, that people looked at. So I was called gay a lot. I often thought, maybe if I was gay, it would have been easier. Everybody believed I was, or believed that I was going to be. But for me, I was always attracted to women. That hasn't changed. I couldn't be gay. I couldn't be what other people thought that I should have been. I couldn't change me but I could change the way that I behaved. And I tried. I tried for a period of time to be more, I guess, masculine, but it was not part of who I was. That change was something that I couldn't quite get to. I learned that changing back to be who I was was the best thing I could do. To welcome me as me and not worry about what other people thought. That was the change that was okay, but that didn't happen for a very, very long time. My dress sense, back then and now, I wear what I wear. I look the way I do and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But what that change did 
by me wearing different clothes. I would wear sometimes women's jeans because they fit better. I would wear women's shirts because they fit better and looked better. People loved it. They didn't know it was women's clothes. I did. But I had sisters. It was easy to get those clothes. And they looked good. And I was cool with that. But I was like a clown. Or a circus animal that people would want to bring me out and show me off. Where the bright lights of my birth were relived in my teenage years. Where I had to perform to be something that other people expected of me. Where I had to change for them, yet not be able to change for myself to be the person I was. During my drinking years and my mid-teen, sorry, mid-twenties onward, I I didn't drink a lot, but the perception was that I did. Because when I did drink, I enjoyed myself. I was fun. And then I became intense with my conversations and loud. And I would do erratic things. But people would like that, and they would want me to drink and ask me to drink. I could never drink a lot so it was never sustainable it was only short-lived but I could I couldn't change to be what they wanted me to be I could only be what they wanted me to be for a period of time I couldn't change permanently I learned I learned much later on that as we change we lose part of ourselves but we also gain of ourselves in business i lost everything my first wife and i we lost all everything all money house cars the business the hurt and the humiliation the liquidation the relationship with my first wife at the time and my son all under a lot of pressure but we survived that We survived that significant change of going from being property owners and business owners and vehicle owners to having nothing. Having nothing. A a perceived failure in the eyes of the business world and some of our friends that we lost. A significant change from what we once were to what we had become. And we moved to Dunedin at that time and started studying. We found a new pathway, an academic pathway, something so foreign, so different to anything that I had ever known. So rewarding, so empowering. The learning, the the joy of finding out new things. Going and doing a bachelor's course, then a master's course, and then completing my doctorate. Something I never thought me, a painter by trade, would ever get to do. And I did. From losing everything, all money gone, to become a doctor. Change. My personal life broken relationships, broken friendships, 
changes in environment from Hamilton to Dunedin to Tauranga to Auckland. Changes of scenery, changes of people. All changes. Each time a relationship of any significance to me ended, whether that be through partnership or marriage or, or other relationships, I was awakened to self. I was awakened to change, sometimes through force. I was forced into a place where I had to change. But then a new relationship would start. A new person would come along. A new way of being would develop. And the change at first that was so scary, so alarming, so isolating and so lonely was no longer. Now it had turned into something that was vibrant and potentially great and wonderful and beautiful. It took me a very, very, very long time to embrace change in a relationship. And in some ways, in some ways, I still have not been successful in embracing change. But what I do see is the value. I see the value in it. I see the value in a relationship change. My career, which spans 30 odd years, nearly 40 years, I've worked in some pretty difficult spaces. I've worked with Women's Refuge. And I have been in the arms and held a woman beaten. Men who have been beaten. Women and men who have been lonely, who have been hurt, hardened men, hardened women. I've seen these people, I've held these people, and that changed me. For everything I thought I was, I saw that I just wasn't. For everything that I thought that people had told me I was about being a kind person or a not-so-kind person, the variation of this, the severity of, of, of how a woman can be beaten once you are exposed to that and you see that and you hold that and try and comfort that person the polar differences between between being an abuser and an abused are vast they're vast it changed me it changed me to the point where I can't ever put up with that in any relationship ever and I don't I don't When I worked in the disability sector, my father would always say to me how the most rewarding experiences of his life was when he was working closely with people with disabilities. To me, it was a frightening thing when I first started working in that space. I, I, I just wasn't used to it. I wasn't familiar with it. I always thought that I would do something wrong, say something wrong, be the wrong way impose in some way not be caring but 
people with disabilities, there's something about in that space that does change the person you are. It makes you value who you are and what you are. You become grateful and kind and you become empathetic and understanding. You become all these, all these things towards others because you see the struggle that people have. It changes you and it changed me. I worked at a, a public health organization. A change occurred there. It's where I, I met my second wife, and which ultimately led me to where I am today. A change, not the one that I thought it would be, but a different space, a different place, a different lived experience. My time at a private school as the Director of Wellbeing in the Waikato region was a time when I truly realised what pretense was, where an education institution had the ability to define what it was that was okay and what it was that was not. Where the gaze of others on an institution of education was so important, more important than it was for the students that were in there. A long, long, long way from my experiences of Tokoroa North Primary School, which I attended up until the age of eight or nine. A long way. This changed me changed my understanding of what it means to educate about how we educate others how we educate our tamarik our children 13 elephants this is where i ended up this is where i ended up with all the changes that led to this space with a lived experience of my life across all levels are about evolving and moving through change. Where my children who are now growing up, where my children have moved on in a lot of ways, where my children will get married, where one of my children has had a child and I am a grandfather, change. Change is good. It's hard at first, but it's good because we evolve and the lived experience of change is where the value is. Because this is what we can share in a way that is real for others. It doesn't come from a celebrity, it comes from a person like you. A person that is me. Being a striker, then a goalkeeper, it allowed me to know how to be a better goalkeeper because I learned what a striker does to score goals and that made me know intuitively how to stop those goals from being scored. The change from a striker to a goalkeeper for me was one of the best things that could ever have happened to me in my life. Even though the change occurred because I had been concussed more than 10 times before the age of 12 
and even though I was forced to become a goalkeeper because I could no longer take hits to the head, the change was the best thing to happen for me. Because of this change, because I was now a goalkeeper, I wasn't a striker, I was a goalkeeper. I kept playing as a goalkeeper into my 20s. And then I had a break for a decade where I didn't play any football. Then I started again. I started again in my 40s and into my 50s. And at 53, I still play. And the best part, the best part about one of the most significant changes in my life, where I moved from striker to goalkeeper, the best part, is for seven years, the mighty, the mighty fake Madrid, where I play the beautiful game of football, where this 53-year-old man has had the opportunity to shine, the opportunity to be in a team, a team alongside the two people he loves the most, his son and his daughter. Change can be pretty damn good. My name is Dr. Michael. This is the 13 Elephants Podcast. Come along for the ride.